All right, Frisbee family, we are going to jump into it. You are tuned into a morning round with Greggy Biscuits. I'm Greggy Biscuits. I'm very happy and excited to see you, my friend and professional disc golfer, Luke Humphreys. But uh, you're not at the disc golf course, Luke. Where are you? At the ball golf course currently. Great to see you as well, Greg. Been too long. He's a golfer of all stripes. That's yes, right. indeed. That's right. Yep. Ordered up a uh, club sandwich after the round here. Just uh, going to sit here and enjoy it. Rock Hill, CC, not far from Winthrop University, where we played USTGC not too long ago. Okay, so still living in that East Coast uh, style Who was on the uh, card today out there? I played with Brad Hammock, Paul Uliberry, and my buddy Andrew Vandenberry, who's also a local. Um, so best caddy in the world, one of the best disc golfers in the world. And Yuli is one of the, one of the best ball golf disc golfers as well. He's a fantastic golfer, a really good short game, hits nice draws for all those golfers out there. He just like pures these right to left moving shots that are very difficult. Um, but I took him today. So I know a few times when we were sitting around the campfire, we discussed a hybrid tournament disc golf all yeah. golf to determine truly the best golfer i figure you're the best person to make the final call on this who's the top eight who's the top four what are we talking about is kj in there brody's definitely in there i think drew gibson's in there now austin hannum's pretty good kev is definitely in the mix emerson keith has some game simon lazat has some game i'm um, trying to think who else i think we're already up to that's that sounded like a pretty good get you and you and Uli in there. Yeah, I know uh, Adam Hammies plays a little golf. Tim swings um, it right, dude. Barham, I forgot about Barham. So much game. Tim is All right, fantastic so at golf. Sounds like a sixteen elimination. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two rounds of ball golf, two two rounds of disc golf. I love it. I think fans would love it as well. We could get great production out of it too. Get the boys down. We know a few people. That's true. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to some talking points here. Uh, how's how is Hogan? How is Hogan? I'm glad we're getting to the the good stuff right away. He is doing well. He's ten now, so you know he's he's not a spring chicken anymore. But he's feeling good. He still gets full rounds in. Played another game of skins yesterday. Number seventy nine. We've gone. 79 episodes of OTB tour series skins now, which is just ridiculous to think about. It's so awesome. A little COVID dream, something that popped up just out of necessity almost turned into a a series that people everywhere enjoy and glad OTB has been a part of it the whole time. It's it's awesome that this partnership is, you know, we're very proud to be a part of of tour skins for sure. Yeah. Um, That was from Nevin. Where did you end up getting that round in? Yeah, we got it in at Nevin. Um, and it's going to be like a little dark on the last couple holes, which will make it kind of fun as well. Mm-hmm, but, a little spooky. Man, yeah. When when does this podcast come out? Will it come out before Skins Tuesday? Uh, I think, yeah, we're going to be able to get that turned around. Hopefully we'll okay. be putting it out. Uh, okay. So no spoilers. No, no spoilers, spoilers from my side, but um, records broken. That's all I'll say. Record's broken. Uh, okay. Someone taking those records. skins. Yeah, maybe it's the skins. Maybe maybe it's something else, you know. 
Well, yeah, it's a technical course. Lots, lots of trees as we've been observing on coverage yeah, so far. And we had some really technical golfers. We had Paul Yuleberry, Matty O, Michael Johansson, and uh, Kev- Kevin Jones. Wow. That's a fun, that's a fun little group. And of course yeah, you get fun. MJ showing the local knowledge. Yeah. Pretty fun. Um, let's rewind just a little bit back to USGGC. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about the course kind of like wrapping up the season? Where, where are we at? Yeah. Uh, the course changed a bit this year. I, I think anything that's harder is better. Most of the time in my mind, there was a couple changes that made it almost impossible. Um, like mm. all three, I think we saw six birdies, five or six birdies on it the entire week, four rounds on it. Um, really tough hole. Yeah, super tough hole. But it's the it's the big dance, so I think we should have holes like that. And uh, so I like the way that it's set up. I'd say maybe three strokes, at least three strokes harder this year. So mm-hmm. didn't feel like my performance. I I you know never got like a real good round played four rounds under par which mm-hmm. you know i'm proud of i got under par on 18 two days in a row um but yeah i never really played the good one so ending up in the mid 30s was decent you know grabbing some cash at a major is big i think i've in this off season i've got some some rehab to do i got to figure out the physical side of things a little bit mm-hmm. i've just had some some nagging small injuries that don't affect disc golf that much, but affect consistency on a minor scale enough to the mm-hmm. point where I'm not, you know, as accurate throughout the entire event. So figuring that out, but enjoying some time, seeing some friends. I mean, we got big skins this weekend, so it's not completely over. Although I'm not playing, like I'm, I'm as excited about this as uh, anything. This is amazing. These purses that we've seen, now and then we'll get into big money skins here in a little bit but uh talk about the format here for disc golf pro tour championship and the sort of playoff we've been going through to get to this point and now we're seeing some really exciting golf seeing some players maybe that you don't see on coverage all the time here in these early days yeah but um yeah your your thoughts on the playoff pressure packed i mean as far as the players go like it's a crazy format you got to come in there and you got to shoot hot every single time you strap it up at nevin this week um but for the fans you can't ask for anything more more you know we got big cash more cash than we played for last year 35 grand going to the winner so you know incentivized as much as possible but the pressure to move on is just like it's palpable you can see guys stressing over 20 footers and those up shots. And I, I just think it translates to really good spectator golf for people sitting at home, uh, watching the best players in the world, take nasty tree kicks and, and make great up shots. And, you know, Bradley Williams showed what's possible yesterday. I think he, he birdied seven of the first eight holes, which, mm-hmm. you know, coming off of the first qualifying day where nobody got under par, uh, that seemed like uh, night and day, you know, Mm-hmm. A, a heroic a herculean effort on his part but i think we're going to see more stuff like that and the course and the format it sets up great for spectators and consumers of the product you know yeah well, as we know every hole and every stroke is important through the course of a tournament three days or four days five days 
but this is just ultimate pressure right from the jump. Yeah. Talk a little bit about Gannon's win there at USGGC and what it means for the competition uh, going into these events and really going into the future of disc golf. Yeah, you know, there's not going to be many like Gannon. That's a generational talent that he has in a body that's got a frame perfect for the game he's playing as well. It's, it's like Michael Phelps was perfect for swimming. Gannonburg might be perfect in terms of his, his bodily structure to succeed in this sport. He's got the mental game and the way that he putted down the stretch, reminiscent of Paul McBeth in his prime. I think you, you just don't see people stepping up like that very often. And uh, this one is definitely not accidental. You know, there's there's guys that show up at big tournaments that, you know, are on that lead card at world championships, but that don't continue to, to play like that. And Gannon took, drew into a playoff on the first event of the year. And then on the second to last event of the year, you know, he, he played his heart out, played as good as anybody that's ever played in, in my mind. And I don't think at this moment, there's anybody who thinks the game is easier than Gannonburg, mm-hmm. which is a super dangerous place for that kid to be in for us. Mm-hmm. Incre- incredible performance. You know, I interviewed him in May at Blue Ribbon Pines uh, and we talked about what tournaments he'd like to win. And this footage will come out eventually six months ago. He's talking about how the USDGC sets up for him, why it sets up for him mm-hmm. um, and, and how badly he wants to take that tournament down. And just six months later, as a 17-year-old kid, you know, he's got some composure. Incredible. Yeah, it was amazing to see him put that mental toughness together there in that final round. And like you said, big putt after a big putt. And really, going back to Vegas, I think the majority of that crowd thought he was going to hit that last putt and keep pushing. Yeah, and it chained out hard right. As we look... Over the course of his season, Santa Cruz Masters Cup, way different course than Winthrop, mm. win there. And then multiple podiums, multiple top fives, and he's 17. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if he finished outside the top 10 this year. It may have happened a couple times, Max, but his ability to pull it back together, even when he's not playing his best golf, is, is another attribute that's going to serve him well in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have a really big uh, – oh, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about this. What do you think about Barbasol? Barbasol is fantastic, man. I think that there's so many people, companies, organizations that will get down into disc golf. We just got to reach out to them and explain to them and show them the numbers at the end of the day. Like, it's A floodgate is about to break on all of this stuff, in my opinion, it's no longer going to be just like the trinkets of disc golf that are advertising. It's going to be mm-hmm. actual companies like Barbasol that have been doing it for a long time and that see a value on um, bringing their products to our market and good on them. Barbasol sure. is the first of many. Yeah. I think that was a great collaboration. I think possibly there's potential, you know, for you and Barbasol. Think about the whole shaving thing. Yeah, like yeah, I, I could, that. I could honestly lose a little touch up myself, but I feel like there's some sort of, uh, you know, Hogan, Luke combo sponsorship. I don't know. We could talk to those shaving people. Yeah, we'll talk talk later about it. But the important thing is, like you said, 
the corporate world is paying attention. Sponsorships. Someone's going to jump on this and it's going to be very fruitful. But let's talk about the biggest purse in disc golf history. What? Amazing. Uh, Breaking records this weekend, man. Yeah. Next weekend. Um, Tell me about what Philip Samuels has created there at Eagles Crossing and what this means again in the progression of amplifying and getting this golf out to more people. Yeah. Philip Samuels, special guy. And and we're so lucky to have him in disc golf. First of all, want to thank him for his time, effort, the money that he's thrown down to create a venue worthy of uh, high level disc golf. It's, it is the elitist it is the best course in the world. There's no other way to say it. You know, he's, made something unique he's factored in uh, spectators you either have to have spectators or you have a wooded course previously in disc golf there's not been one that could do both and philip mm-hmm. samuels created one that could in addition to dave mccormick course designer i think between those two you know they figured out how to make a, a 700 foot hallway that's wooded able to be viewed by hundreds of people uh, just a little bit higher than the fairway in an area that a disc isn't going to be able to go to. And so they can watch the entire hole uh, up close and personal in a wooded environment. Um, and so that that makes it very unique in addition to just feeling grand, grandiose. Like uh, it's just the rocks, the statues, um, the holes, the the fairway, just like the markers that, that line the fairways. There's so many of them. It feels like Fox Run um meets man iowa you know a little bit mm-hmm. it, it's it's the best of every good course out there it's rolling amazing. hills mature yeah. trees water carries yeah really impressive infrastructure and i'm sure yeah. since we were there what was that back in may mm-hmm. um oh, they've only been changing the whole time he drained the pond been... and rebuilt it since then oh wow so yeah, people definitely tune in for Big Money Skins. You can get yeah. to it through GK Pro. Yeah, bigmoneyskins.com as well. Uh, we got somebody somebody's going to win $50,000, 50 grand for one tournament of disc golf. That's awesome. Yeah. We're almost there, man. For sure. Um so people will be excited to see the course again. Uh It'll be exciting to be back in the Midwest. The, the year's almost over here. I'll just miss Big Money Skins, uh, but I will be out at the NADGT. Oh, yeah. So that should be interesting. We'll see Austin popping off, 1,000 amateur players. It'll be great to yeah. see that growth. Can you talk a little bit about the regional diversity of disc golf and how important it is? to have these strong clubs almost everywhere you go, at least in the States, and then contrast that a little bit with what you saw in Europe this year. Yeah. Um, You know, clubs for me starts in Dallas, Texas, um, where, you know, it's a huge Metroplex. So there's various clubs everywhere, the East Siders, West Siders, the North people, um, and everybody, you know, you you almost feel like you belong to a little something, which creates this, you know, just instills a family type feel. 
because you're out there with those guys grinding. You're seeing people take doubles, triples, breaking down, um, and that and it, you know endears you to them in a way because you're doing the, the exact same thing. So the club feel was one of the first things I loved about disc golf. These these guys were friends from the get go, um, and it's pretty cool to see how that's taking place. As far as Europe goes, that is like that is a disc golf pandemic from what I could tell when I was in Finland. I mean, it didn't matter. There were clubs, but I think everybody was playing Um, the small Mm. kids to the adults. There was kids on the soccer field that were running up to Seppo and having him sign soccer balls and stuff when I was there. It's just like, it's a, it's sweeping the population. It's cool to see. And I'm sure on the small scale, it has something to do with those clubs like it does here in the United States, but Mm -hmm. it's just, it feels like it's, in the middle of the population there like yeah it's different in finland especially norway a bit a bit not yet but Mm -hmm. man we we have to watch out for finland they're just pumping out amazing players nicholas and qualified for another round yesterday Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly won the USDGC since third round of Green Mountain Championships. He's probably averaging 1050 golf, and uh, awesome. he won the European Championship this year. He's a freak, man. That guy is that is, and he's 20, so right? Good. 20 years old, yeah, just a kid. Uh, speaking of the kids, and again, yeah. talking about that youth outreach, you've been helping yeah. out with the UDIS crew, right? Hmm. Yeah, the U play crew, Zoe and I. Are you players? Sorry, Keegan. my bad. Yeah, no worries. But oh man, so fun to go and hang out with those kids. We were at a, a middle school the other day, um, teaching third, fourth, and fifth graders how to play disc golf. Many of them had never played before. Just like so fun to watch the joy in their faces when they make a basket or grab some metal and they get a high five. And um, we're leaving baskets and discs with each of these schools that we go to. So. Mm-hmm. almost assuredly we're creating disc golfers which is great for the game the future of the game and, and great for the kids too i think that you know disc golf like golf teaches you a lot about yourself you have to mm-hmm. you have to have patience you have to show humility focus determination a bunch of things that translate from that sport into real life so cool to see the kids pick it up and i know that it will help them if they stick with it we might be seeing some of them on tour It'd be so cool to to hear some kids say that the, the U play event came to a school and he learned how to play there because of Zoe and Dyke and her vision. He's now on tour. It'd be, it'd be crazy. I mean, just this year, I know they've had uh, instructional trips in Alaska all over the States. And then they did a, a session up there in PEI as well. Yep. So really cool. it's amazing they're what they're doing. And then with Paul, and his Paul McBest Foundation, yeah. look at him putting these courses, all these places where courses didn't exist. Yep. I think it's going to be great for the overall growth of the sport. Yeah, incredible, man. It, it'll just become more international each year. Um, who's a player that was kind of off your radar this year, but at the end of the season, we got to pay attention to going into next year? European or, or you know, hmm. American. What you got? I, I was super impressed with Gavin Babcock, actually. Three top 12s in the three majors played here in the United States. 
playing his best golf in the biggest moments. Um, he's got a great step putt. He's forehand, backhand friendly. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I see that guy doing some things. If you've got the, you know, the cojones to hang in there when it matters the most in those biggest events, who knows what his ceiling is. He's a big, strong guy. So he'll, he'll stay, you know, physical. He puts in the work. I mean, yeah, he does put again, in work. being privileged enough to be out on the road this year, I got to observe a lot of the pros, a lot of, practice routines schedules and he was a guy who definitely putting in the work yeah. late in the day on the putting green mm -hmm. so shout out gavin babcock well yeah. iowa disc golf yeah no doubt i was pumping out disc golfers at this point gannon gavin i don't know he also was man enough to take that to break the steel on the ace uh Skins a spot. Yeah, yeah. It now takes it's a man. Hemorrhaging. It's hemorrhaging now. <laughs> we're almost back to three thousand. Actually, we've we've made it back. We were we were so low for a little while between Gavin and then Cole, um, and then Gannon. Yeah. Pow pow pow! That happened quick. Exactly. Once once it you pulled the bandaid off, it was just it was on. Yeah. So, what's your off season look like? You're gonna rehab. Any trips? Anything fun? Yes, there will be trips. I'm figuring that out as we speak. I'm also figuring out what next year's transportation is going to look like. I've been doing the van thing. Mm -hmm. I've had this specific van for like three years. Um, Time for the upgrade? I guess I was in the RV before that. Yeah, so looking at maybe a fifth wheel or something, trying to figure that out. That's number one concern, seeing if I can you know, get – some value for my van in a, in a sale. Um, but then mm -hmm. I got to snowboard a little bit. I have to, um, or I won't just, I don't know. I got to get some stuff out of my system on the, on the slopes. I feel like you got to get Dr. Smooth up. out there on the, uh, on the slopes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Get with Kale a little bit and snowboard. That's one of our favorite things during the off season, but see family, um, take some time from disc golf. You know, get get the body healthy and uh, and plan for next year. Twenty twenty three is going to be huge. Disc golf is it's doing this, man. It's headed up. Mm -hmm. If if you're not planning for the next few years, you're already falling behind. So, looking back, seeing seeing what we've done this year, uh, trying to package it up and and see what could work in the years to come. That's awesome. Yeah, we're excited about the growth. We're excited about our team OTB family. Yeah. Love seeing tour skins continue to grow. So we're here along for the ride. Uh, one thing yeah. we've been doing this week is we've been doing a hundred disc giveaway. OTB 100 disc. Boom. Let's show off this beautiful A3. Yeah. I mean, wow, come on. Give yeah, them the here. profile on it too. Get a little bit of that. That's good. Little dummy. Mostly flat, but mostly flat. Mm. It's, it feels good in the hand. I'm gonna have to give it to someone though. We're gonna do that on the Facebook. So we'll put some links to give that away. We'll post about this on the socials. Good um, Luke, thanks for chatting, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. Miss you, bro. We got absolutely missed the whole. Whole GK crew.
but uh, it's it's a special energy out there on the road. Definitely been experiencing that uh, hangover. Any tips for a tour hangover? Man, figure out a way to get back, I guess. <laughs> I I'm, don't know. I'm driving I, to Texas next week. I'm yeah. not sure if that was Great. the right uh, prescription, but uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Also, ch- ch- shout out those Dallas clubs, Texas Chain Rack, and oh, yeah. True Love Boys. Keep your True eyes peeled for doubles with OTB and True okay. Love. Right on, first. Right We're yeah, in the process of locking that in. Don't forget about those Carrollton boys either. Steve-O and Bradley kill it in that area as well. There's a, you know, Luke Robinson at Ideal Discs in Haltop City too, man. Such a good community in DFW. Shout out to Very all cool to see. I mean, Disc Golf needs the local clubs doing the work, getting yeah. out there for weeklies, yeah. getting discs into, a, uh, into the youth's hands. Yeah, grassroots sport at this point, and you know, we're going to do the moon. You Let's go. Here. Yep. All right, Mr. Point. Good stuff, Greg. I'll uh, enjoy it, brother. Sounds Absolutely. Good, hey, happy Purple Friday. Hey, happy Purple Friday. OTB for life. Bye, Luke. All right, and that's all we have for Morning Round with Greggy Biscuits. Shout out to you, Play. Zoe, I love you. Dustin, I love you. I wrote down the wrong thing because I'm a dumb person. But we'll be back with more Morning Round in the offseason, more pods, more giveaways, more Cavs Coffee. We're doing it. It's OTB. Happy Purple Friday.